Born to serve. My eyes see injustice. My hands work for change. My tongue sings the sorrow of my heart. My heart. The love of Allah combined with hope. Let's hold hands as we make a start. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum Welcome back respected listeners 91.3 FM it is My name is Muhammad Sheikh bringing to you Born to Serve Featuring leaders in our community that have made a difference Are making a difference and whose legacy will continue Making a difference for many a generation to come Wherever you are I hope you're safe I hope you're well and I hope you're tuned in Definitely exciting times for Born to Serve And uh, shukran so much for uh, being part of our program Every week right here on the air waves of the voice of the cape this evening it gives me great pleasure to be welcoming our guest uh, sheikh ismail abrams who is a graduate of the al-azhar university sheikh assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah ta'ala wa and how are you doing this evening alhamdulillah alhamdulillah all well how are you doing well alhamdulillah all good all good so sheikh we always like to have an idea and to look at the leader behind the scenes, the person behind the scenes, um, amidst all the qualifications, all the contributions, what brings Sheikh to this day? So let's start from the very beginning. Who is Sheikh Ismail Abrams? Uh, Sheikh Ismail Abrams is a very tricky question. Um, subhanallah, I, uh, subhanallah. Ismail Abrams is someone that uh, I, uh, I enjoy the company of those who can, uh, subhanallah, who can show me uh, a different way or a different way how to reach tolerance always in life, um, how to always spread uh, tolerance, respect, and uh, strive toward a better future and kind of stay away from all the negativity and always try to inspire positivity, mm-hmm. be it within myself or those who are around me. Um, so I, if I should summarize it up, I think that's what I would say for now, inshallah. Okay, so that's a good thing. So tell us a little bit about your background, where are you from, where did you grow up, a little bit about your upbringing. Okay, alhamdulillah, I uh, I was born in the area of uh, Colorado Park in Mitchell's Plain. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, I spent uh, quite a few years there, mm-hmm. and uh, from the forward, uh, there was quite a bit of moving around. Uh, alhamdulillah, also from there, we managed to move to areas such as Bayview and Stramfontein. We moved all over to Goodwood as well. Okay. And then uh, today, alhamdulillah, I find myself situated in the Kramat area. Okay. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. To the Qabrstan uh, of Tuang um, Yusuf, rahmatullahi So that's currently where I'm residing now at the moment. Alhamdulillah. And uh, basically going through life, uh, moving and living, that is about uh, how it goes. Yes. Sure, sure. Wonderful. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family and, uh, you know, were they, were they an influence into where you are today? Subhanallah, that is a very, very, very good question. Alhamdulillah. Um, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted me with, uh, like I'm sure all of us can say, mm-hmm. uh, but Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted me with parents uh, and grandparents uh, that played uh, a huge role in my life, Alhamdulillah. Uh, my father has stood behind me uh, from the very young tender age of two and three, including my mother, and likewise my grandparents, uh, Muhammad Qasim, rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi, uh, my grandmother, uh, Fatima, um, mm-hmm. as well. And um, 
Subhanallah, the influence that uh, I would say, especially that came, was uh, at the time when uh, my father always had a, 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 a saying that which he told my mother was, from the age of zero to three, I belong to her, and after that, I belong to him. <laughs> but the concept <laughs> right. behind that was because my father studied Hiv at uh, Sheikh um, uh, Mus, uh, mm -hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, spare him a long life Ameen. to him in our community, Amin Rabbil Alameen. So with that, my father was very familiar with the Quran background. Mm -hmm. And um, so with this, my father had a certain goal when it comes to Quran and Deen and that is why he said look from zero to three is yours after that he becomes mine mm -hmm. and uh, so I would say from the forward the, the the influence really really started in my life Alhamdulillah okay wonderful so um, your parents being a cornerstone in your upbringing and uh, what was what were your father's ambitions for you growing up what did he want you to be Subhanallah, uh, my father was someone that, uh, and still is, uh, someone who, how we would call it, the, the iron fist. Mm -hmm. uh, the haq remains the haq. Mm -hmm. No matter if uh, there is a little bit battle around it, uh, the haq should always stand out. Uh, I think that is the dua, Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqa wa rizqna tiba'a. And um, so alhamdulillah, like I said, without taking anything away from my mother, alhamdulillah, and all those who has played a very important role in my life, uh, I've had my whole family behind me, whether mm -hmm. it be aunties, uncles, uh, mother, father, grandmother, grandfathers. But subhanAllah, my father always made sure that he, the only goal and aim that he really had at the start was, he told me, Ismail, you're not better than anyone, mm -hmm. but you're different. Okay. And you need to make sure, in order to be different, you need to make sure that you practice the following. Life is always about quality before quantity. Mm-hmm. It's always how you do. It's not what you do. Sure. And uh, uh, yes, what you do is very important. But first of all, it starts off with how are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. Is there going to be respect? Is it tolerance? Is there sincerity? Is that sense of ikhlas, a sense of juhud? Is it there? So this was the main focus point of, uh, that my father, alhamdulillah. Not only that, my father was also my coach in qira'at, uh, mujawad qira'at. Interesting. Alhamdulillah. Mm -hmm. So um, at the, from a very young age, my father was the one that tutored me whenever I needed to go and recite out and so on. So so I would say mentor slash father. Mm. Uh, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve all of our parents. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. Okay, so he, he brought in that extra flavor and tagging you along with him and, you know, preparing you for Quranic programs and things like that. So, um, you know, what were your ambitions though growing up? Did you go into that part? Did you feel very different? Um, supposing you were in grade four. Or grade three, perhaps. And Allow me to highlight something, <laughs> uh, just a bit on a lighter note. Um, Alhamdulillah, I, I have not uh, attended school really in Cape Town. Okay. Um, I hardly finished any schooling in Cape Town. Right. I, I done grade one uh, at Al Azhar Primary School. Uh, and to them, I will say first term of grade two, I then finished off schooling right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Quran has always been my life. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Um, so whilst growing up, uh, the Quran was just my main focus all the time, and and uh, I find a, I found a very a huge sense of enjoyment out of it, and. Um like my father always told me, subhanAllah, I, I, once again, the, 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 uh, by me using the term my father consistently, doesn't mean my mother was absent. Like yes, I said, yes. there was a mutual understanding. I, I'm sure my mother and my father probably came to this agreement behind closed doors. <laughs> right. But there was that, that my mother played a certain role and mm -hmm. my father played a certain role, alhamdulillah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I appreciate both of the roles that they played. May Allah reward them in this dunya and akhirah, amin, rabbal alameen. But uh, whilst growing up at, at the very young, tender age, the, I had role models in my life. 
and that was like the likes of Sayyid Alawi al-Maliki uh, and, and all these great scholars. I just looked up to them, but over and above that, uh, I was just training the life of that my father always taught me that life it's about how and not what mm. and, and 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 that just occupied my entire life okay. whether it be i went to school i i tried grade one and assumed the quran was the only thing that really played an important role in my life at that time as well so uh, alhamdulillah even my teachers that i had uh, from a very young age alhamdulillah my life has been circling very much just around quran from the age of uh, three years old alhamdulillah subhanallah so uh, i think uh, perhaps that's where all the barakah lies all the blessings lies. alhamdulillah shukr to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you know you're in your your journey to Quran and striving to Quran etc what was your direction like where did you head to three years old sure I can't even remember playing with Legos at that time so I remember the always younger story from my granny uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for uh, raising my father in such a good way that mm-hmm. I could have benefited from him Alhamdulillah sure. and likewise to my grandfather Muhammad Qasim Allah grand place known as Qabr Amin but subhanallah I remember her saying a story so I, I, I basically grew up in her company right and um, she's actually the one that discovered that uh, I started developing uh, this uh, this one to uh, learn Quran so one day I was I went I was very afraid of the fire brigade mm-hmm. uh, right so I had a quite a huge flight of that and um, so I used to play as she, I'm narrating the story mm-hmm. <laughs> so as she would always tell me uh, she heard me one day um, playing in the lounge and while I was playing in the lounge the Quran consistently used to play in the background right. and then one day she heard when the Quran stopped on the radio I continued reading subhanallah and um, that is the moment that she she identified something's something's up here mm-hmm. and then that's when she informed my parents and that is where the entire journey started okay. so uh, from there on forward uh, whilst I was busy learning Quran and uh, it was just every morning waking up, like, let's tackle a new adventure. Right. Uh, let's try something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I was fortunate enough to spend that at that uh, age, three and a half, four, not many schools wanted to accept me, half its school, because of the, my age that I was in. Yes. So, Alhamdulillah, I managed to study under the tutorship of uh, Sheikh Saadullah Khan. Okay. And at that time, I shared the company of uh, Rabia Sayyid as well. So, Masaf and her were studying together under the tutorship of Sheikh Saadullah. So, I, his house basically became a uh, a crash for me. Right. Uh, dwelling, but a crash of Quran. Right. And uh, then he mentored me further, Alhamdulillah. And uh, I spent days, uh, for months, years there. And from the Alhamdulillah, I think uh, being in his company, that is when things opened up a bit more. Right. I started de- developing a, 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 a sense that I, a feeling of, I, I want something bigger. Mm-hmm. I want to go forward. I want to achieve. But my life was never, I never had goals. I just used to wake up in the morning and say, oh Allah, my father spoke, speaks to me every day about it's not what you do, it's how you do. And oh Allah, I want to make today better than yesterday. I think that was the consistent uh, message that I reminded myself of. And Alhamdulillah, today, whatever that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted me, I thank Allah for and then I thank my parents and all those who played of my family they played a very huge role mm-hmm. in my life to this point Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah beautiful indeed let's head to the marketplace and we'll resume shortly thereafter keep it locked to 91.3 FM Born to serve My eyes see injustice My hands will for change My tongue sing the sorrow Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah 
Welcome back, respected listeners. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. With me, Sheikh Ismail Abrams, a graduate of the Al Azhar University, and uh, somebody who has received a certification, Ijaz, and various sciences. But we're still dwelling into uh, some of his early days, as we call it, and what brought him to this stage. So, welcome back, Sheikh. So, you know, um, being scared of the fire brigade, your grandmom having some input into your journey ahead in life, and uh, um, from the from the lap of Sheikh Sadullah Khan, what was the next adventure? Uh, from there forward, Alhamdulillah, I uh, being in his company, Alhamdulillah, which I appreciate up until today, Alhamdulillah, uh, I was then exposed to the outside world, mm -hmm. uh, Alhamdulillah, on a much more bigger scale. And it all started with the uh, coming of Sayyid Ali al-Maliki to Cape Town at that time at Masjid al-Quds. Mm -hmm. And uh, Alhamdulillah, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I was then invited to uh, be the guest uh, reciter at the, uh, at the evening of the coming of Sayyid Ali al-Maliki. And subhanAllah, something happened that very evening, which, wallahi, it, uh, it still sticks with me up until today. And I thank Allah for it, Alhamdulillah. He, he poured a glass of water and then he took a sip and then he turned around and he rubbed my head and he said, some to me, said something to me in Arabic. Mm -hmm. And he made dua and he said to me, drink the water, the remaining water up from the glass that I have drank from. And uh, from that moment, subhanAllah, I think that that is also one of the many reasons that I think that uh, by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I managed to reach this point in my life only by the grace and the will of Allah to have been able to sit in Egypt to benefit from teachers, uh, to benefit from the uh, blessed dakatira uh, uh, professors that are there, alhamdulillah. And, uh, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really elevate the Aliwi uh, al-Maliki family. Amin But so basically, and then that was in the company of Sheikh Saadullah. Thereafter, as we all know, he then uh, departed from South Africa. He went overseas. And that is when I went to uh, grade one. Okay. And uh, grade R, grade one. And then my father said, look, uh, the principal called my father in and said, uh, look, uh, Ismail doesn't look like he's really cut out for this at the moment because everything just seems to be Quran, Quran. And um, so it's best rather let him finish his hifth and then, let, then bring him back to school. At this moment, my father took me out at the age, uh, my mother and my father both agreed at that moment, they're going to take me out of school and put me back into high school. This is when I went into, under the tutorship of Sheikh Buli. Okay. Sheikh At that time, still at his house. Right. Uh, Alhamdulillah, may Allah place no in his qabr. Amen. A very firm guy, mashallah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I'm sure all those who know Sheikh Buli would know uh, how, uh, the, how firm he and the love that he had for the Quran made him so firm, Alhamdulillah. Correct. But he Correct. has produced brilliant hufal. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, mm -hmm. from there forward, um, uh, Sheikh Bully then fell a bit ill at that time. Mm -hmm. And during that period, um, his school then came, uh, there was a pause in it. Mm -hmm. And then Jamaiyat al-Qurra uh, came into existence as well. So at that moment, I then moved over to Jamaiyat al-Qurra. Mm -hmm. And I spent uh, a few years at Jamaiyat al-Qurra, or a few months at least, at Jamaiyat al-Qurra. At that time, my parents were still deciding, uh, would I be remaining there, or would I be going somewhere else? And subhanAllah, surprisingly, at this time, uh, something happened uh, in life at that moment, and I ended up under the tutorship. It was for Qur'an purposes. When Sheikh Saadullah left, I needed to go under someone else to tutor me, mm -hmm. besides my father. Yes. And then I went under the hands of Sheikh Ismail Lunt. Oh, mashallah. Uh, and then at this time, Sheikh Ismail Lunt had a half school at Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel's Masjid in Portland, Masjid right. Rabi. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, 
because of being under his tutorship, I ended up spending full time in his health classes. Mm -hmm. So then I, I, I was then um, under the tutorship and guardianship of Sheikh Ismail Lunt. And he then tutored me further in Qur'at and function, recitation and all of these things. And then came a very, very beautiful uh, adventure in my life. And that was when I was invited to uh, myself and uh, another Hafiz person. We were then in, invited to represent South Africa in a competition that took place in Libya. Okay. So I uh, went for Qiraat mm -hmm. and um, the uh, student that joined me was uh, as well a graduate of the Al-Azhar, uh, Sheikh Taha. Mm -hmm. um, we, he went for the uh, Tati, uh, there we go, and I went for the Qiraat. We then head to Libya and there we uh, went for the competition. But before we could go there, the MJC then said, look, you, you need a tutor for Qiraat, uh, right? Mm -hmm. And then you need someone just to help increase your competition, to make you competition-wise, uh, when it comes to the Makharij al-Huruf. Right. And then because of this, I spent time in the company of Sheikh Fuad Khabir. Oh, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, I spent time in the company of Sheikh Fuad Khabir. Um, at, this, at this very present moment, Sheikh Ismail Lan became a bit busy. He was flying a bit in and out and so on. And um, then uh, we went to the competition and we came back. When we came back, I completed under the tutorship of Sheikh Fuad Khabir. Okay. Alhamdulillah. I completed my hiv under the tutorship of Sheikh Fuad Khabir. And uh, it is there where I tamated as well in Mashallah. 2006. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, so can we see it's, it's mm. quite a long <laughs> journey. journey. Yes, so from yes. four or five years old until 2006, that whole entire time was spent only in Quran. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah. Be it Qiraat or be it in Hiv. Um, after tamating, I then went uh, to uh, Al Azhar High School. Right. And that is when life started taking a bit of a change okay. uh, into a different direction. Uh, they accepted me at Al-Azhar High School and um, from there forward, uh, this is where the Egypt uh, journey begins. MashaAllah, wonderful. I think uh, a good uh, good wrap up and uh, you know, I don't think you missed anything in primary school really. Your life was in <laughs> Quran so I think you've got more than almost every other person out there so all praise be to Allah for that. Um, you know, heading, heading into this journey and stuff, you know, you had lots of opportunities, alhamdulillah, to sit at the feet of Qur'an. What would you say was your key lesson that you learned from any of them in terms of this stage, the primary school stage or that young age? Subhanallah, I, I, I remember whenever I used to uh, practice, you know, before we reading at a function or so on, making sure that the maqamat were all in place. Mm -hmm. uh, my father always made an example uh, and he said, Ismail, in your heart, you need to make a bid. Mm -hmm. right? And uh, you need to make this bid as soft as possible. Mm -hmm. Because so that the Quran can go and rest in there. Mm. So if that bed is not present, the Quran, if the heart is not settled, it is not present, it is as the Quran says, Ala mm -hmm. If that sakina and that itma'nan is not, and tuma'nina is not there, the Quran won't rest Correct. in thee. Mm -hmm. And so he then said, and when the Quran rests in thee, you need, when you say, when you start off with, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem, you need to realize people are living as if they are living in the ocean and the ocean is wild, mm -hmm. right? And you find yourself on the ship mm -hmm. and you are the captain of the ship. You need to keep them so occupied and intrigued by the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bring them so much connected to Allah that no matter how rough the ocean goes, they will still feel as if the ocean is settled in his comfort, his tranquility and serenity. Amazing. And I think that was, uh, to be very honest, that was the, the, the point that really stood out for me uh, 
at that stage and it, the, the true definition of that mm-hmm. I'm seeing it today in my life Alhamdulillah in the second part of my life which I took on in Egypt I see the definition of that now today of what important role is the Quran I mean subhanallah when the Sahaba when Nabi Muhammad the Quran was always this when they heard the Quran, they didn't want it to stop, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. It was like melody to the ears, but it was melody to the ears and brought the heart closer to Allah. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the highlight, uh, um, alhamdulillah. And above that, there was a lot of, uh, like they say, uh, sometimes people might think the, the Quran is just all hard work and sweet, mm-hmm. but it pays off, alhamdulillah. No, of course. Uh, they are, like they would say, the perks, alhamdulillah. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, within this time, uh, when we got invited to the um, competition in Libya, uh, we were then also for the opportunity to travel via a lot of countries as a gift alhamdulillah mm. and uh, alhamdulillah I would say I'll say that is the perks that came with it alhamdulillah why not uh, I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it so for all those uh, honorable listeners that tune in it might be having children that's studying Quran or that might be students of Quran themselves um, no matter how great the struggle mm. they say the greater the struggle the sweeter the end results inshallah so my dua is uh, or my advice is uh, don't look at it now uh, subhanallah my teacher always said to us and in fact, this year he emphasized it and he said, if Nabi Yusuf were to judge his life at the moment when he was lying in the pit, he would have never foreseen what Allah had in store for him. Absolutely. He would have lost hope in Allah. Mm. So we should never judge life by the way things are going now. Mm-hmm. Because when Allah says, kun fayakun, it will be. Absolutely. Will be, alhamdulillah. Absolutely. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. Amen. And, uh, you know, accept this uh, humble journey of yours into venturing into the, um, you know, life of Quran, etc. Uh, if I may ask, why Egypt? Subhanallah. I, 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 I know you said really, Al-Azhar primary school, Al-Azhar high school. I, I think it was more than just a calling to get there, was it? Yes. Uh, Subhanallah. I, I, when I attended Al-Azhar high school, bearing in mind I only completed grade 8. Okay. I never went beyond. So it was grade one, half two. of grade two. That was it. And then Quran in grade eight. Mm-hmm. And then after passing grade eight, Alhamdulillah, uh, that was when the decision uh, we, myself and my father and my mother, we sat down and I said, look, I would love to go and study abroad. Uh, because I, I don't feel like the environment is something suitable for me. And um, actually, my intention was to go to Medina. Right. Uh, that was uh, my intention at start that I my niya was I told my mother and my father I would love to go study in Medina mm-hmm. because uh, Subhanallah something that happened to today. I'm Wallahi, I'm really passionate about it. It is my uh, my The greed uh, uh, allow me to call it a greed mm-hmm. uh, of wanting to venture into the life of Rasulullah so nice, yeah. Reading about his life just being in his company being in the presence uh, of Muhammad sallallahu so alayhi wa sallam nice, yeah. sharif being the so that was the whole concept of what pulled me to Medina to Munawwara mm-hmm. because I thought uh, Alhamdulillah Allah has gifted me with the Quran why not go and sit in front of the one who the Quran was revealed to Absolutely. now and uh, that was my 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 niya and my intention at that time and then we went to go and see uh, Maulana Ihsan mm-hmm. uh, or we went to go and see him at uh, Ipsa and uh, we told him look this is my intention I, I would love to go and study uh, in uh, in Medina al-Munawwara uh, how what can I do how do I apply how do I go through the things he then made mention look there is uh, 
certain requirements that one needs to get into Madinat al Munawwara, uh, like matric and so on and so forth, and uh, as well an age, you need a certain age to be accepted and all of these things. Um, and then he said, but look, inshallah, you can fly till there, maybe hand in your application and tawakkal al hayil and see what happens. Allah And subhanallah, what then happened from here, um, he then said, and if you want, you can uh, look at some other places as well. You, you have a lot of other options, like that of uh, Egypt, maybe, Al-Azhar University, or whatever it might be. And then when he said Al-Azhar University, mm. I then asked him, okay, then who, who do I speak? Or my, at least my, uh, we asked him, so who do, I, who do we speak with with regards to the Al-Azhar? He said, contact Sheikh Riyad Fatar. Mm. And uh, subhanallah, my Abi made contact with Sheikh Riyad Fatar and uh, obviously with my mother and my father first discussing it and then we went forward to meet up with Sheikh Riyad. And when I came in the company of Sheikh Riyad, I remember meeting up with him by his house. Um, at that time, his two sons and his daughter, his two daughters, they just returned from Egypt on holiday. Okay. Uh, Sheikh Zaid Fatal and Sheikh Khalid Fatal and uh, Sheikh Warda. And them all, so Alhamdulillah, they, they just returned back mm-hmm. on holiday. And the morning when I pitched up there and rocked up there, they, I happened just to find, find them there, Alhamdulillah. Mm. And Sheikh Riyal, I looked at Sheikh Riyal, I looked at Sheikh Zaid Fatah, at the time he, he just started his university, and I looked at Sheikh Khalid and, and, and so on, and I'm looking at him, Ya Allah, this looks amazing. Something mm. of this family, I mean, it's a family of Al-Azhar going in that house, subhanAllah. And that just inspired me, and Sheikh Riyal gave me a few words of Al-Azhar, and we went home, and then we made, I made istihara, my mother and my father made istihara with, and we then took the decision by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it's going to be Egypt. Okay. Let's head back to the marketplace. We'll resume shortly thereafter. Keep it locked to 91.3 FM. Born to serve. My eyes see injustice. My hands will for change. My tongue sing the sorrow of my heart. My heart. The love of Allah combined with hope. Let's hold hands as we make us. Welcome back, respected listeners. My name is Muhammad Sheikh, and with us this evening, Sheikh Ismail Abrams, graduate of the Al Azhar University, walking us through his journey and uh, some of the uh, wonderful memories that has uh, etched into his mind since then, from child childhood up to uh, you know teenage years and beyond. Completely, completely filled with memories of the Quran. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala bless him. So, yes, Sheikh. Uh, once you've uh, gone to Egypt, I mean, I would imagine you're still quite young at that time. And, but I mean, still adventure. You've traveled overseas by then already, so you've had a knack of what it is like to be in the Middle East country. Um, so, Egypt, off you go, and what happened then? Alhamdulillah, at this moment and uh, time in my life, Alhamdulillah, uh, Sheikh Riyad then offered that uh, we can travel with his sons when they leave. Mm. So, and usually, uh, the Al Azhar University after exams, usually just before Ramadan, okay, now it's in Ramadan, after exams, there, there is quite a long holiday period because we don't really get holidays during the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, from I would say after Ramadan until about after Hajj, that is normally the holiday period. So, um, 
And then, alhamdulillah, managed to uh, travel from Cape Town for the first time in the company of uh, Sheikh Riyad Fatar's sons and daughters, alhamdulillah. And uh, alhamdulillah, we reached Cairo in Egypt. Alhamdulillah, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this great blessing. And uh, when I dotted down in Egypt, I told myself, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Where do I find myself beautiful? Mm-hmm. But I, what had before I left, I was looking at images on Google and YouTube and all of these things, and I had a certain image in my mind. Mm-hmm. And landing in Egypt, I said, Allahu Akbar. I think I'm in the time of the Sahaba, although for those who have been there, it's antique, it's special, it's mm. unique. Um, you have people surviving almost on nothing, and yet they have smells like they have everything. So, it, wallahi, it, is, it is something that it, it, it took a lot of time to get used to, mm-hmm. alhamdulillah. But by having Sheikh Riyad Fatar's children uh, um, around us, alhamdulillah, and, and the inspiration, the words of advice, Yes, I had homesick. Uh, there was times I cried and said, Ya Allah, uh, I'm missing my mother and my father. Um, but Alhamdulillah, uh, through this, uh, my uh, mother and father always made sure that they reminded us that you're doing this for the sake of Allah. And uh, sacrificing does not mean that it is something, it's like as if it's a dark room. Sacrificing today means you're building a great future, inshallah. Absolutely. And alhamdulillah, uh, we landed in Egypt. Uh, subhanAllah, it brings to my mind, uh, when we, I left to Egypt, I left with uh, um, two of my cousins as well. And um, so we were basically three when we left at first. And uh, alhamdulillah, today, um, my brother, uh, Muath Abrams mm-hmm. is uh, Alhamdulillah with his wife uh, Ibtisam and his two beautiful daughters Alhamdulillah they are still in Egypt and he's now carrying on with his studies as well Alhamdulillah so we make dua and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant him and all other students uh, success in the future Amin Rabbil Amin but what made my arrival very easy when I came in Egypt was the community that there was the South African Student Association the Republic of Egypt the student body mm-hmm. um, that was the unique. Uh, they just made everything much more comfortable. We had soccer on a Friday. We came together on a Thursday. Uh, like we come here at, ho- at home together. Not the Ratibul Haddad. So you kind of felt, okay, there's a little bit of home. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of buba. There's a little bit of uh, samosas, a little bit of pies. So you kind of felt, okay, I feel like I'm a bit connected still to at home. And at that time, um, we never had Viber and WhatsApp like we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was uh, Skype. Uh, okay. And at that time, Alhamdulillah, it was a bit difficult getting in contact with our parents probably once a week every two weeks you'll speak and uh, but alhamdulillah despite all of that uh, the start was very difficult uh, but as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that with every difficulty with every difficulty there is ease so um, alhamdulillah that was the start um, from there uh, if I'm allowed to I we then went to uh, I then enrolled into the Marcus Fajr Institute mm-hmm. for Arabic Learning and uh, I went to go and study Arabic there, alhamdulillah. Uh, in, the, in, in the interim, I then uh, applied at the Al-Azhar uh, College. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, uh, Medina then requires a matric certificate. Al-Azhar, uh, as well, university as well, requires a matric certificate. And for those who does not have a matric certificate, you then go through the Al-Azhar uh, College. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and Alhamdulillah, which is called Ma'ad al-Ba'uth al-Islamiyya, uh, I then applied it Ma'ad al-Ba'uth al-Islamiyya, and subhanAllah, the application 
Someone made an example uh, one day, uh, I think this is my f after the first year in Egypt, they said, uh, Egypt is one of the places that you must have hair on your tongue. <laughs> you, you, you must, wallahi, you must be able to, would summarize it today, I would say that Egypt's lifestyle for a student resembles the life of Nabi Yusuf. Subhanallah. When he was in the well, in mm -hmm. the pit, he went through so much pain and torture, darkness. Mm. But afterwards, when life opened up, mm -hmm. he then tasted the sweetness of that suffering. Yeah. And that is how I see Egypt. Mm. As, uh, Alhamdulillah, by the will of Allah, as a graduate of the Azhar, today when I look back, that is how I see Egypt. I see it as the life of Nabi Yusuf, alayhi uh, uh, And subhanAllah, until one day, uh, this year, just before the graduating class completed, the professor said, take this word of advice from me today. And he said, a seed first need to suffer. Mm. It first need, we need to place the seed in the ground. It needs to lay in darkness, wrapped in soil, covered by soil, mm -hmm. right? And it needs to spend time there. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, it will then grow, blossom, and tomorrow people can take shade under it. Mm. So he said, you are that seed. Mm. You need to go through suffering. You need to struggle. Mm -hmm. You need to feel what is hunger. You need to feel what it is to go and sleep at night, not having the comfort of your mother or your father's company or food. Mm -hmm. You need to know what it is when you don't have that comfort of luxury, of being in your own home, coming home, laying on your back. And alhamdulillah, because Egypt taught me to do washing. Mm. Egypt taught me to cook, alhamdulillah. <laughs> Egypt taught me uh, how to spring clean because there's no maids, there's no mother, there's no father. You have to develop all of these skills on your own. Alhamdulillah Correct. And that is why I say If I look at Egypt I see the life of Nabi Yusuf mm -hmm. And I, uh, I'm not saying this uh, In any form of boasting But this is how I see Egypt Because Egypt Alhamdulillah Al-Azhar is blessed with students From all around the world mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah And um, Whenever I looked at them I always found comfort By looking at Ismail don't worry You're not the only one suffering <laughs> You know you might cry tonight He's also crying You might not be having The comfort of your feelings He as well doesn't have it mm -hmm. And that is how I just So it's kind of a mind over a matter yes. <laughs> Yeah So I just kept on convincing myself And at this time I, I was in Marcus Fajr And then I went through The various grades That there was there um, And in the interim I applied at the Ma'ad al-Ba'uth al-Islamiyya uh, I waited approximately A year and a half to be accepted okay. in the year and a half time uh, in, in during this period i then studied arabic at the Mahdi al-ba'uth al-islamiyya um, then my name came down alhamdulillah to go into the al-azhar subhanallah i remember while studying in the early days i was so excited i couldn't wait to start speaking arabic mm. So what I would do, I would uh, stand in the mirror and look at myself and like, قُلْ فَاللَّهُ أَحَدٍ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدٍ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدٍ Because, uh, subhanAllah, the, the, I mean, I'm sure we, all of us can agree, the Arabic language has a sense of beauty in it. Allahu Akbar, even the Qur'an, just by listening to it, one falls in love with it. Correct. We, we don't even really need to understand it. Mm -hmm. So at that moment, I was surrounded by Arabic. Even the takeaways guys are speaking Arabic. I was like, yeah, Allah, please make it easy for me, ya Allah. <laughs> and uh, subhanAllah, with this being in mind, 
alhamdulillah uh, I just kept uh, making dua and uh, something my granny and uh, uh, grandfather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always be pleased with him amin rabbil alamin um if she, I'm sure she she's listening uh, and that is uh, Fatima Jacobs alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but uh, Fatima Ibrahim's knee Jacobs subhanallah mm-hmm. but uh, um, she she made an example once and she said and whenever we would call she would always utter this words and she would always say don't go tomorrow and get more ilm Mm-hmm. If the ilm that you receive today You have not yet placed it into practice Subhanallah Amazing Practice what you have learned today mm-hmm. Before going to fetch more tomorrow Subhanallah And subhanallah Today After reading into the life of Sayyidina Abu Bakr And Sayyidina Umar They took so many years to complete Surah Baqarah Yes When being asked Why they have taken so long to complete Surah Baqarah By mm-hmm. memory They said we have not gone on to the next verse mm-hmm. Unless we have implemented the first verse in our life Allahu Akbar Subhanallah 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 For that beautiful advice Ameen Ameen That my grandparents has given me Alhamdulillah Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen On that note inshallah Let's head back to our marketplace And we we'll resume with our final segment thereafter Keep it locked on 91.3 FM Born to serve My eyes see injustice My hands work for change My tongue sings the sorrow of my heart The love of Allah combined with hope Let's hold hands as we make a start Alhamdulillah 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 Welcome back, respected listeners. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. With me, Sheikh Ismail Abrams. Beautiful discussion indeed. Memoirs of the Al-Azhar College and Al-Azhar University thereafter. And uh, following that, uh, you know, back in South Africa at this stage. So, you know, going through the rungs of uh, Markaz Al-Fajr and then after from, uh, uh, you know, into the Al-Azhar College and then to the Jamia after that. Um, you know, after completing from the Jamia, what, where did you find yourself in the Jamia to begin with? What, uh, what mahad or what faculty did you enroll in? Alhamdulillah, this all, the choice of the faculty started at the first year when I, when I came at the Mahad al-Bawth. Mm-hmm. Uh, by writing the entry exam, I managed to skip five years. Subhanallah. So I then started, uh, um, we have Dirasa Khalsa, which at that time was two years, half on three years, and then we had Ula Adadi and Thani Adadi. So at that time I skipped all of these mentioned grades now And I went to Thalith Adadi which was the final year of junior college Okay um, So basically preceding university uh, No, no, after that we have three years senior college and then varsity Oh, then varsity, so, uh, okay Yes, alhamdulillah So that's why those who study in Egypt they usually study for a very long, very long time, time. Yes, Alhamdulillah yes. So bearing in mind this is now not just Islamic, it's academic and Islamic So right. we studied science, maths, all of this in Arabic as well mm-hmm. Alongside of this we had our Islamic uh, study subjects as well So, but the, the, what happened now, because I haven't studied much before this I never knew how to study mm. So now you have a textbook of two, three hundred pages. Mm-hmm. I have never studied in English, really. How do you now <laughs> study Arabic? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. I said, okay, let me make hifz. <laughs> right. I can memorize Quran. It should be the same. Right. And it never really worked out for me. Uh-huh. And then I, and I, I, I would love, and this is the reason what made me choose the faculty. Mm-hmm. And then I, I called my parents and I, I was crying. I said, Ya Allah, I, I can't seem to be getting a grip of what I'm in. Mm. And uh, the advice was stand up for Salatul Tahajjud. Ask the creator of knowledge to open up for the knowledge to rest inside of you. Subhanallah. 
ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of that exam, to make that exam easy for you. Mm-hmm. And subhanallah, at this moment, I then made the hajjud and by the will of Allah, that year, I managed to reach in the top five in the world. MashaAllah. Uh, uh, on that year, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. And um, shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was because I believe the, the barakah of the, of the du'as of our parents mm-hmm. and that salat al tahajjud. And, and this was the moment that I decided that inshaAllah, my niyyah is to go into the faculty of da'wah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we specialize in um, the fundamentals of belief and um, comparative religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, subhanallah, I really enjoyed varsity, alhamdulillah. It was the highlight of my life. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, subhanallah, we had, the, the professors, I, I've never met people in my life, I'm talking about 85, 90 years of age, coming in in a wheelchair as our professor. Presenting books, wallahi, that I have never, I haven't ever come across things like that in my life before. Hmm. So much so that, subhanallah, when they used to give us classes and they used mm-hmm. to speak, I used to say, Ya Allah, please don't let this class end. Subhanallah. Please don't. Uh, this year, Dr. Jamal Al Farooq, mm-hmm. the of Kuliyat Da'wah Al Islamiyah, um, the dean of Kulia Dawa, he, he, he made, he, he taught us the tafsir of uh, the surah called Tafsir Surah Al Hujurat. Mm-hmm. And um, alongside of this, we dealt with all the contemporary issues mm-hmm. that we are facing in today's time and from the Quran, answering them uh, and, and, and coming with the, as well, the Bible, the Torah, the Injil perspective of it as well. And uh, uh, this was really amazing. And, and he then taught us the historical side and the very polite side of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the rooms and Medina, the masjid, the, uh, how it's situated and how that plays a role within our life and the naming of the surah, surah al-hujurat. Allah, beautiful. Allahu Akbar. Beautiful. And when he described to us that, he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I remember this, Allahu Akbar, he said that amazing the rooms of where Muhammad slept in was so sacred mm. that Allah even named a surah in the Quran called Surah Al Hujurat. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Just to preserve that specialty mm. of the room of where in Muhammad slept. And uh, Wallahi, I, I think, Alhamdulillah, I've spent 13 years in Egypt. Alhamdulillah. And. Um, to really go through it, uh, to just to uh, try to encourage the listeners that um, in the early days of my studies, Alhamdulillah, things has been very tough. Mm-hmm. We've gone through very uh, tests, uh, a lot of tests. Uh, they range from small to big. Uh, my grandfather, uh, Muhammad Qasim, Hajj Muhammad Qasim, passed away while we were in Egypt. Uh, rahmatullahi alayhi. So that was a great loss for us. It was something I didn't know how to deal with at that mm-hmm. time. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested us in various ways. But Alhamdulillah, despite all of that I always heard this light at the end of the tunnel. Correct. That light doesn't necessarily mean luxury. Mm. It means you now look at life with the nur of Allah. Subhanallah. You see things in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You look at things differently. Correct. We, the rest of the world do not see hope <laughs> in something. You might see this hope. And I think this is what as the years uh, progressed, alhamdulillah, 
That's how I happened to see it. And alhamdulillah, then chose the faculty of Kulia Da'a al-Islamiyya, which uh, the reason for me choosing that, I had, a, as I mentioned before, I have a huge passion for Sirat al-Nabawi mm-hmm. and uh, um, the uh, Tazkiyah mm-hmm. uh, um, and uh, uh, Ihsan, studying around the subject of uh, Ihsan, Tasawwuf and all of these things. So I had, I had a very big passion for it um, because, like I said, it all started... In the very early days of my life, when my father told me, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Absolutely. And uh, Kuliya Da'wah was all about how for me. Right. It's how the Sahabas live their life. Mm-hmm. It is how you interact with people. Correct. It is how you uh, um, encourage people, mm-hmm. how you remind them of the greatness of Allah. So it was all about how for me. Um, yes, we dealt in Kuliya Da'wah with contemporary issues. We dealt with the very technical issues as well, which was very exciting at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and subhanAllah, the most amazing thing for me from Kulia was the day that we finished we mm. got our last exam and I'm walking out of that exam room Wallahi, I, I swear by Allah there's so many days I come from my exam the first thing is I pick up the phone and I phone my parents Mashallah. and I said Abi, Umi, I just wrote this today Please, your du'as is what I need. Allah Please make du'a that I pass this subhanallah and Allahu Akbar walillahi alhamd by the will of Allah and by the, with the barak of the du'as of my parents and my grandparents and the citizens of my entire family, mm-hmm. uncles, aunts, and all of them all. Alhamdulillah, I sit today and one thing that I took home with me from the final exam was when I came out, the teacher took my hand. And mm-hmm. this is a teacher I love dearly, mm-hmm. uh, Sheikh Muhyiddin Afifi. And he took my hand, the professor, and he says, Ismail, remember one thing. Mm-hmm. During the day, you need to encourage people that Allah will never leave them alone. Mm-hmm. But you also need to recharge your batteries. Mm. You can't encourage people when you are not encouraged. Subhanallah. And your encouragement is only found during the night when the world is sleeping. Allahu Akbar. That's when you recharge your batteries. Mm. So that you gain the you stand up at night to gain the tawfiq of Allah. So that when you speak to them during the day of Allah, so at night you're activating your relationship with muqallib al-qulub, mm. with the turner of the hearts. And the day when you speak into the hearts. The turn of the hearts will allow your words to touch the hearts of those who he has created. Allahu Akbar. Beautiful indeed. This was the highlight. And over and above this, alhamdulillah, I've spent a lot of time in the company of great mashayikh. Uh, besides the Al-Azhar, attaining ijazat in uh, various, uh, in aqidah, tafsir, hadith, and, and so on. Alhamdulillah, the likes of Dr. Hisham Kamil, uh, some uh, mashayikh from um, Morocco, some of them being uh, from uh, as far as Nigeria, mm-hmm. subhanallah, and uh, many ijazat that I have achieved alhamdulillah when I look at the ijazat I don't see it as something as a medal I see it as that when the moment I say ya Allah all the sanads and ijazas that I have by being linked to these people hopefully I will attain, attain extra tawfiq from Allah inshallah Amin, Rabbil Alameen. inshallah so this was uh, basically uh, up until today alhamdulillah but I think that most of all I would love to thank uh, my great Great grandparents, alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. who has raised my grandparents so beautifully, mashallah, so that they could have raised my parents so beautifully, mm-hmm. mashallah, my other grandmother and grandfather as well, uh, Ismail Ahmed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, grant him a high place in Jannah, Ahmed as well, and uh, my family is from both sides, mother and father, I really need to thank them for all of their contributions and efforts in standing behind me, because without them, I wouldn't have had this opportunity today to encourage people, and wallahi, before I speak to anyone, I always remember one thing and that is before I give a Jumu'ah khutbah I always say Ya Allah you have given me this opportunity to speak to your creation Mm -hmm. and that alone for me 
is something that I will, will always be indebted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Absolutely. for. So I thank Allah for that opportunity. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Beautiful indeed. I love hearing your uh, anecdotes and your discourses. And I think the bottom line is, if I had to summarize your entire journey, I mean, you know, it's knowledge without this al qulub is completely void no, no. you know you have to incorporate the spirituality the element of uh, um, what you're learning it has to reflect into your life into practice and without that i mean you know it's just as good as taken from the internet no, copy paste pdf with all our technology today but it's been ha- absolute uh, uh, absolute pleasure chatting to you sheikh ismail abrams may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you mm-hmm. accept all your efforts inshallah and uh, allow your efforts to be channeled into fruition many people inshallah may benefit from there many students to come and uh, hopefully they they benefit from your your experiences from your knowledge and uh, inshallah they also have the same desire and motivation to be the next Allah's graduate i mean i mean rabbil alamin i mean jazakumullah i really appreciate uh, the this honorable invite it was an honor to honor it alhamdulillah alhamdulillah and, uh, i just want to remind the the the, the, the community of Cape Town at large that uh, one of my uh, professors that I attained ijazah from, uh, Ibrahim Abdul Ba'ith Al Kattani, Allahi, Allahu Akbar, up until the May Allah grant him a long life. Amen, amen. He made mention uh, something to us one day and he said, said Ismail, first ilmul adhwaq before ilmul awraq. First taste your knowledge mm-hmm. before you make the paper. On which the knowledge is written, your priority. Mm. Because when you have ilmul awraq, the knowledge from the paper without the knowledge that you have tasted, the spiritual side of knowledge, mm-hmm. then no matter what you tell people, it won't inspire them. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and wallahi, I, I really I, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to all of my teachers, Ameen, whatever Ameen. they have taught me up until this day, alhamdulillah. Ameen. And I want to remind all of us that before we look at someone else, always try to make sure that whatever little we know, Taste it before mm-hmm. we gain more. Absolutely. Try to taste that which we know because he said that knowledge cannot be taken from the lines of the textbook. Mm. It is taken from the chests of your teachers. Allah and Allah. that is why I made that extra effort to make sure I can go and sit at the feet of the ulama, attain ijazat in various uh, sciences so that I may gain that nur from them which Allah has gifted them with. And may Allah allow me to gain Ameen. more in this Ameen life Ameen and in my qabr <coughs> and thereafter. Ameen. 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 And it's only a pleasure to have you on here inshallah we hope to have you uh, for many more programs to come inshallah and benefit from your experiences from the knowledge that you have and inshallah the community at large but that's where we have to leave it for this evening shukran so much to all of you for joining for tuning in rally to born to serve i hope it has been uh, fruitful i hope you have enjoyed it inshallah and i hope you are inspired as much as i am until the next time i hand you all in the protection of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi amanillah wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa